This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. It's time for Right Spot with Dunedin UNESCO's City of Literature. Well, time for us now to catch up again with uh, Michelle Alvey. Michelle is chair of the New Zealand Society of Authors, Otago Southland branch, uh, an editor across a number of disciplines. And we're going to pick up on a topic that we uh, started uh, with Michelle last time we spoke on this program. We're going to uh, anticipate the launch of A Kind of Shelter, Whakaruru Taha, an anthology of new writing for a changed world. Uh, Michelle Morena, good to have you with us. Kia thank you for having me. It's wonderful to be here. Michelle, remind us about this project. Uh, it is something that you have been working on with Witi Ehimaira for a while now. Yes, that's correct. I think when we last spoke, we might have talked about that. Uh, Witi and I began an online project in 2020 when we all went into lockdown. And the idea that we had was to create an online space where... Uh, different artistic voices could come together and still find uh, these these really uh, gentle but vibrant spaces to create together. So we launched a website. I mean, the idea was actually quite simple. Launch a website to host um, creative voices that could sing out even as we were all going into this extreme state of separation and even anxiety, I think, in some cases. So as we all remember and know, uh, we lived through it together. 2020 was such a strange year, uh, but Whitty and I both felt it was really vital that these creative voices still uh, be given a space. And we, I think we both felt that urge within ourselves as well. You know, the idea that if you are someone with a creative, um, with creative leanings, you, you need somewhere for them to go, even as you're sort of being shut down. And that web- a lot of uncertainties. Yeah, and that website was called Love in the Time of COVID. That's right. And, and it's still active? Right. Uh, no, we continued it for two and a half years, um, and that's about when we turned our attention to the book. So from that website where we had an international gathering of people, um, we decided that what we really wanted to do was try to capture something in book form so that we could hold on to it as a kind of a... You know, we thought that in itself could be a sort of a treasure, a tonga of some sort that we could share with people beyond the website. And it would be almost like a, you know, it's almost like a time capsule. In some ways, anthologies are often that way. Uh, there's something that captures the now that's happening right now. And so they, they sort of hold something between their covers. So we wanted to do that, but we, of course, did not want to write a book about COVID because by the time we were doing that, you know, we were all working through and living with COVID. Um, COVID is not really a thing of the past, but it's it's certainly changed in the way that we imagine it and live with it. So we didn't want the book focused to be about COVID, but we certainly found ourselves contemplating how it could capture some of the many difficult uh, things that we live with today, whether it's war or climate change or economic distress. Um, or ongoing health issues related to COVID. Um, I mean, you know, there's a long list of things that people live with and carry with them today. And the real question is, how does the creative voice still thrive? And how do we keep talking to each other across the spaces that get created by these divides that such um, stressful scenarios create, I think, among us? And, and so the submissions here, were they in the nature of conversations, or, or, or how, how does that work? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. We came to view the whole book as a conversation, and we still see it as that. 
Um, you know, you always want your own book to be a conversation with your reader. So there's that, of course, in the final product. But what we did was we asked um, a lot of different kinds of creative minds to come together and, and um, yeah, uh, imagine something on the page. So we even have visual art there, but there's a lot of poetry, there's short story, there is essay and uh, sort of short nonfiction, nonfiction reflections that are also included. Um, but one of the key characteristics of this book is a set of correro, which we thought were really essential. They're almost like the central structure of the book, where they're placed throughout the book, and they sort of serve, I think, as signposts or as guides for the topics that we're tackling. Um, and in those scenarios, what we wanted to do was put two people together who could talk about a topic. We gave them an initial idea and then told them to go in any direction they chose. And I think there's a lot of freedom there, which is important. Um, but the central thing we wanted to do was we recognized this as a New Zealand book because we're starting from this point in New Zealand, just like with the website. But we wanted to we wanted it to be a place where we could reach out to other people. So those Corrado are really special in that we put together two people, always one person from New Zealand and someone from overseas, from somewhere else. And they didn't even know each other, and they weren't even necessarily in the same field. So we have a painter speaking with a novelist, or we have an anthropologist speaking with a historian. And um, they ended up being just really wonderful explorations of topics that we sort of loosely gave to them, and then off they went to explore what they would find um, that, to create something relevant, but also really beautifully creative. How remarkable. Uh, and contributions from all over the world. How many uh were involved in contributing to this publication? In the end, I think we have something like, a, it's around 70, and I'm sorry, I don't know the exact number, I really should, um, but it's a sprawling book, and um, we have, you know, so much rich poetry, as well as um, fictions that are written, you know, short stories that are written, and... Um, and one of the really wonderful things was we asked people to contribute who we sort of knew their voices, but we also found some newer voices as well because we thought that mingling of people would be really interesting in the pages of a book. So you and Witty had no small task then to, to bring this all together. Uh, you've spent a bit of time together, I imagine. That's right. Well, we've worked together really well over the last uh, three years, and um yeah, it's, I mean, it's been a, an incredible creative exploration for both of us. And, you know, as editors, we have this incredible, this really joyful um, task of listening to what comes in when you ask somebody to do something and then seeing how that all fits together. You end up with this chorus of voices. And, you know, it's not predictable at all. You ask someone to go do something, but you do that 70 times and you end up with really, it could look like 70 disparate things. But in the end, it's not, because you have these themes and these overlaps and these ways of coming together. And I think that way that Witty and I came to view it as this idea of inviting people into, you know, into the, Witty always talked about it as into the marae, into the meeting place where we could sit together and hear each other and talk across the meeting table and have this ongoing corrado over time and then have it sort of... Uh, captured in the book like a it's a really sacred space in a way and i think um 
that's an element that, of course, Witty brings to this project through and through, and um, it creates something, I think, very, very special. What about the book as a, a physical object, Michelle? Can you tell us a little bit about the format and, and what we will discover in terms of how it's presented? Well, I, I think it's really beautiful. The designers at Massey University Press have just done an amazing job there. They have an incredible team of editors and designers. And um, to begin with, the cover of the book is a uh, print, a piece of artwork by Noah Noah von Basowitz. And um, she's a New Zealand artist, but also with German and Maori background. And um, she did this print, which is called Embrace. Um, and the title, it, it just happens to fit perfectly, although we didn't really pay attention to the title when that was selected. Um, <laughs> but it's a really wonderful uh, piece of artwork that has a lot of space in it. It has a lot of flowing lines. It's both abstract and concrete. Um, it looks a lot like water and air and earth all together at the same time, I think. I mean, there's, it's a really um, very layered piece of artwork. And I, I was delighted when the publisher actually suggested that that would be a really good piece of art for the cover. So we went from there, and um, the contents are organized um, not any, they're organized according to a, a kind of a, a set of things that Witty and I saw where first we're looking out from the shelter. And of course, that title, a kind of shelter, is really important to the structure of the book because the first part, we're looking out from the shelter. Um, and then at various moments, we're gathering inside the shelter seeking refuge, I suppose. Um, and then, of course, there's an exploration, you know, stepping out and seeing what we find when you do look outside of your own perspective. And I think that's a really important structure to the book, that everyone in the book is doing one form or another is related to this idea of shelter. Um, the title, incidentally, comes from a poem that's from Craig Santos Perez, and he's a contributor to the book. He lives in Hawaii, and uh, he, is, he is engaged in a correro with Lana Lopesi. And when the two of them are talking, they also share some poetry. And through that exploration, uh, that was a really wonderful conversation about climate change and children and the earth and how we care for it. And um, Craig has a beautiful poem in his contribution that has a line in it about a kind of shelter. And when we read that, we thought, ah, oh, that is possibly the best title for the for the book, really. I'm talking with Michelle Alvey about A Kind of Shelter, Taha, uh, an anthology of new writing for a changed world, which will celebrate with a launch on the 23rd of May at University Bookshop. And, well, what a lineup you've got in store for us for that. There are readings from an impressive list of, uh, of writers. You want to tell us a little bit more about what's planned for the launch? Well, I think that launch will be really special because, uh, you know, as I've said before, this book is a... <laughs> large coming together of people. And so we're having readings in different cities in uh, throughout Aotearoa, New Zealand. So <laughs> the Dunedin launch is going to include some South Island writers, uh, some from Christchurch, some from Dunedin. And uh, there are names that people will recognize, like uh, David Eggleton or Emma Neal, um, but also some other newer voices. So I'm I'm really happy about that. And we're looking forward to launching it, and of course, at University Bookshop, which does wonderful um, readings and uh, really supports all kinds of books uh, that are produced all throughout the country, really. So I think it'll be a really special event, and I, I hope a lot of people will come because it does seem to be a book that, of course, it has 
what we feel. It has literary merit, um, but it also feels like something that is really all about the times that we are living in. So in that way, perhaps it will reach even a wider audience. Um, we really think that it might have some educational value as well because we do include some young people in the book and, you know, we ask what we hope we're doing is asking some hard questions and opening up a dialogue with people um, that keep the conversation flowing. I really think that's the heart of the book, as we said. There's the gathering of us and then there's the conversation that continues even after, you know, you walk out with the book and then you start to explore it yourself. So that launched Tuesday, 23rd of May, uh, 5.30 p.m. for a 6 o'clock start there at the University Bookshop. That will be a very special evening, an amazing uh, array of readers. Uh, and, of course, you can get your hands on this beautiful taonga. Just uh, finally, Michelle, I'm just curious now how things are for, for you and Witty as you um, wrap this project up. Uh, it's been quite... It's been quite a few years uh, in terms of uh, an amazing worldwide dynamic of the concern around COVID, but all of the other conversations, as you've mentioned, that that has generated and encouraged us to put a bit of attention to. Um, there must be something in uh, this for you and Witty that you probably will never be able to leave behind. Um, tell us a little bit about that and how you and Witty have, um, will be moving on from this project. Oh, that's a really good question. I think um, with every project that you do like this, you, you always carry, carry it with you. And if the project has such a wide reach and such a connection among people, I, I always end up feeling that we're left with a really wonderful community of writers and artists and uh, people who've contributed. And that extends outward even to, as I mentioned, editors, designers, everybody who puts into the book. Um, but I think that happens every time we have an anthology. You know, the last um, really big anthology I did was with Otago University Press, and it was the book Ko Aotearoa We Are New Zealand. And that book I edited with James Norcliffe and Paula Morris, and the art editor was David Eggleton. And that came on the heels of the mosque shootings in Christchurch. And we pulled that book together as a way of uh, creating a, a space for the voices and examining community and talking about what it means. And again, that book, like this book, uh, created friendships and I think professional colleagueships that they endure long after a book is finished. And I think when you're on a team working together on a project where the focus is so vital and everybody is on the same page about what it means, even though that's hard to express because it's such a big topic, um, we feel it. You know, it's an intellectual project, but it's also very emotional. It's even, you know, possibly spiritual. Whatever people take away from that, I think you carry that with you long after the project has ended. And I think for Witty and me, that will certainly be the case. And um, I don't think it'll be the end. I mean, we do hope that the book will continue to see circulation into the rest of this year and possibly 2024. So we'll see what comes. Michelle Alvey has been talking to us about A Kind of Shelter, Whakaruru Taha, an anthology of new writing for a changed world. It will launch, as we've said, at the University Bookshop Tuesday, 23rd of May, 5.30 for a 6 o'clock start. I think you want to get along to that if you can. Thanks so much, Michelle. We look forward to talking to you again further down the track. Kia ora, thank you so much. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.